Welcome to the Bloom Podcast. I'm your host, Bridget. Now let's grow together. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Bloom. I hope your day is off to a great start, and I am glad that you are here spending part of your day with me. Um, hope your January is off to a great start. We um, have got one in our house who's about to turn double digits, so we go from Christmas right into birthday, so the party just continues on. Uh, but we do. We've got a lot to celebrate around here. She is super excited. She is telling me every day what she wants to do for her birthday, what she wants to to get all the things that she wants me to pick her up. And then we're going to go do this. And then we're going to go do that. And um, she's, she's got a full agenda, but it's fun at that age when they get excited about their birthdays and love to celebrate. And I think honestly, that's something that teaches us that we need to celebrate these little things more often, you know, because to them, it really is a big deal. And for us, sometimes along the way, we forget how big of a deal it is. So anyway, we, um, I've had a couple of moments lately that kind of reminded me of this. And um, I know there's a lot of times, a lot of days when it feels like we're putting in a lot of hard work. We've got a lot of effort going into something that maybe doesn't feel like it's bearing any fruit. And then there are moments that remind us, like getting ready for her birthday, that these seeds that we're planting are taking root. We need to celebrate where we are. So I've had a couple of those moments lately, and I wanted to share those with you. And this is not to brag on myself or to brag on my kids, but just to encourage you to open your eyes and to look around for these moments, you know, be aware when they happen so that you can be thankful and you can celebrate. So today's episode is all about influence and whether you know it or not, you are an influencer. And I know I'm not the only one who follows fashion and travel and beauty, um, influencers and bloggers, you know, they all inspire us with their wardrobes and their fabulous vacations that they get to take. But here's the thing. You do not have to be verified on social media to be an influencer. You don't have to document your life in a way for everyone to see every single detail of your day to make an impact. You can start with those around you. You already have influence because people are watching you. They're learning from you. They're inspired by you. And your actions are planting seeds in others. Over Christmas break, my husband and I took our girls to Deer Valley, Utah, which is right outside of Park City. We went skiing. And I haven't been skiing in about 20 years. We took our girls earlier last year to Paoli, which is probably about an hour away, hour and a half away from where we are. And um, my youngest had a meltdown, and she and I never even put on our skis. But my older three did kind of ski around a little bit with my husband. Um, so he was gung ho on, we're going to take the girls. We're going to do a big ski adventure this year. We're going to do the real thing. So right before we arrived, they had just gotten snow. So the slopes were in perfect condition. And the first day that we get there, um, all of us except Jacob, because he's been before he grew up skiing with his family. We all spent, the girls and I all spent the whole day in ski school. So by the end of the day, I started off a little rocky, but by the end of the day, I was feeling pretty confident. You know, I knew that I could, the the maneuvers I could do, I knew how to pizza pie, how to angle my skis so that I could come to a stop. I knew how to turn. Um, I used, knew how to use my poles, you know, all the, the basics, the fundamentals I had down. Not that I was ready to go down anything other than the green, which is a trainer course, but I was confident and I knew the basics and I knew how to ski. So for the next few days, 
we would take turns going out with the big girls and then one of us would stay behind and then we would stay with the younger girls and they would do the bunny slopes and then we would swap and, and trade out. But, um, on the last day, Jacob said, why don't you go out with the big girls, try this green slope. You'll do perfectly fine. Go out with the big girls. They've been down it several times and you'll be good. So in order of the easy to hard, it goes from green, which is the trainer course. Then it goes from blue and then it goes to black. And so the girls and I were going to take this green course called Ontario. It was an easy course. We were going to head out, just enjoy some time together because I had been working the bunny slope with a little two um, for the last hour and a half. So we get out, we ski down to the ski lift, we hop on and it takes us over to the Ontario run and we start out and it is just absolutely beautiful. I mean, the mountains are breathtaking. The snow is glistening and sparkling. Um, it's just something that, that I haven't seen before. Um, just so I'm trying to take it in. I'm trying to be mindful in the moment and let it all soak in and enjoy my time with, with my two older girls. And, um, we start out down the course and it's this nice, easy pace, you know, just kind of coasting along and we ski side to side and it's really, you know, there's not a lot of, um, elevation. And so we're just kind of going along at our own pace and we cross this little bridge and just taking it all in. And, um, it's pretty flat for the most part. And I'm just, again, being really grateful in the moment that I'm getting to make these memories with them and enjoy this moment. So as we continue on, we come to the first hill of the run and it's not so bad, but it kind of came out of nowhere. I wasn't really prepared for it. And there was a girl who was kind of sidestepping her way down the slope and she's right in the middle and Charlie and I are skiing side by side. And so she and I split the middle and we go around this girl And as I look back, I can see Peyton, who's just kind of carefully taking her time. She's coming up behind us. And about that time, I turn my skis to go around this girl and I cut back in to the middle. And when I do that, my skis are no longer kind of pushed out an angle. They are straight, like parallel with each other. And I start to pick up speed. And Charlie is in front of me. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm going. I'm I'm all in at this point. I'm trying to like slow down. My skis are crossing over each other and I can't stop. And so I just have to, I have to go. Uh, And I yell Charlie, I'm like, get out of the way. Cause she is in front of me. And I can tell if I don't, if she doesn't move, I don't know that I can move out of the way, but I'm going to plow her over. So I whiz past her. And as I fly by, she says, well, there goes mom. And by this point I'm getting it. I mean, I, I'm moving. And so if you could just picture an Olympic skier and they're going down the hill and they're about to make that jump, that's what I was doing. But the whole time I'm, I'm telling myself, there's a million things going through my mind at this moment. I'm hitting these bumps with my skis and I'm getting airborne as I go over them. I keep telling myself pizza pie, pizza pie, pizza pie. And if you skied, that's what they tell you to do is to make up an angle with your skis in the shape of a pizza pie. So they're together parallel. And then you push your, um, your ankles and your legs out at an angle to help pull the front of your skis together. So you'll slow down and stop. Well, I was going so fast. I wasn't applying enough pressure and I couldn't stop. I was going so fast that there were literal tears coming down my eyes from the moisture in the air. That's how fast I was going. And I'm telling myself, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Keep your legs loose. Don't lock your knees because all I can picture is 
me breaking a leg, me flipping over forward. You know, they, they have the little ski sleds at the top of the mountains and they slide them down like the little, um, I guess it's like a little emergency, um, first aid. And so that's all I can think about is there's going to be one of these snowmobiles that has to ski down, ride down and pick me up. And I'm going to be going down this mountain in the back of this sled. Um, but I'm trying to like walk myself through it and, and get through this hill and darn it, it is not happening. I cannot stop. And people are just, you know, they're going on and I'm, I guess to them, I probably look like I knew what I was doing, but I absolutely had no clue what I was doing. So I'm preparing myself to, to fall. I knew that there was no other way to stop other than to just crash. So I had a couple of options. Um, I could go to the right, you know, at the bottom of this hill, it starts to take a turn and there's a lot of other courses that kind of come together and meet and, um, merge with this, this run. And right at this turn, there was another course that, that was kind of merging. So I could either go right off into the woods or I could turn left and make this turn, but I knew I was going too fast. There was no way I was going to make this turn. Or if I continued left, I was going to slide down the side of the mountain. So needless to say, um, I'm preparing to fall. <laughs> so I just, I just lay out. I mean, that's all I can do. Snow is spraying everywhere. And I am trying to just relax because, you know, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to break something. I'm just trying to keep my body loose. Um, but I just, I fall. I mean, I just literally crash and I kind of go towards the right a little bit up into the woods because it was, it was up and it wasn't going down. So I thought, well, if I go up, I'm going to get, get a little bit of resistance and, and maybe that'll slow me down. But I just wipe out like big time wipe out. And all I can do is laugh. And there's people, they're flying past me. Nobody seems to pay any attention. Um, I guess it wasn't a big deal to see people falling, but Peyton and Charlie finally make their way to where I am. And they are just laughing hysterically. Charlie said, if we had had that on video, we would have won $10,000 on America's Funniest Videos. They had tears in their eyes. I had tears in my eyes. Everybody was just, was losing it. And it was, it was hilarious and it wasn't bad enough that I had fallen down and left my pride there on that, on that hill. But the next, I couldn't get up. I was stuck. So I'd wiped out on this mountain and then I couldn't get my butt up. I mean, I literally could not get up. Um, and if you've been skiing before and you, you know how you, you fall and your legs get all tangled and your skis are clipped in the back. So you can take your pole and clip out. But the way that I fell, I couldn't reach the back of my ski. And so Peyton is trying to clip me out. We're all laughing. They're trying to like use their poles to hoist me up and they're not strong enough. And my arms, like my pecs were so sore from using my poles, like to scoot myself around. And I was so out of shape. I couldn't. I just laid there. I couldn't get up. So finally we get up. I make my way. I'm I'm still a little shaky, but we cannot stop laughing. I mean, it was literally like that life alert commercial where they say, help, I've fallen and I can't get up. This was me. And I was, I was just, there I was. And everybody's just continuing to ski past me. So anyway, it made for a really good moment. We had lots of laughs from it, but I get back up. We keep going and it's not as bad as we continue on, but I know I'm like, there's another hill somewhere. 
I know it's coming. Um, I was a little shaky, a little shook. And we finally come to the end of this run and it's the last big hill. And it leads back to the lodge where all the courses kind of come back together and meet and it's packed. You've got skiers that are coming in off of all these, these courses and they all kind of meet back here and then ski down to the lodge. And I look at the girls and I'm like, Nope, I am not doing it. I will just take my skis off and I'm going to walk the rest of the way down. I'm not going to crash and burn like I did last time. And to put this into perspective, you know, Ontario is a total of 2.8 miles. So the top of the elevation is 9,500 feet and the base of Ontario is 6,700 feet. So we skied down about 2,800 feet in about three miles. So we covered some ground, needless to say. As I was about to take my skis off and walk down this this mountain, my oldest daughter says, Mom, you've got this. I'll walk you down it. You can do it. And I thought, Mm-mm, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to crash and burn in front of all these people. You know, I was still shaken up from earlier. But she persisted and said, you can do this. We'll go slow. We can take our time. And I thought, who is this coaching me right now? You know, here's my 12-year-old daughter walking beside me in my fear. And there was something inside of me in that moment that listened. And I said, okay. And we did it together. Nice and slow, but we did it. I made it all the way to the base of the run before I took out five ski instructors. So we laughed again because there I was. I came down this this hill beautifully with the help of my daughter coaching me every step of the way. And then one wrong little turn and I took five people out. But anyway, lots of good memories from that trip. You know, the three of us will never forget Ontario. And my bruises from falling on my calf and my boots digging into my legs, you know, they only lasted a few days. But that moment when my daughter showed me that my faith was bigger than my fear and that she was right there beside me, that was a big moment. And that was a moment that I knew I had to listen because all of those times that I've told her and her sisters the same thing, that it's okay, I've got you. I'm right here beside you. You can do this. All those times that I said that, those would be for nothing if I didn't trust her the way that she trusted me in that moment. The other day I was in line for none other than a Dr. Pepper. And I was looking at my at my notes because I was going to add something to my grocery list. And I'm going through my phone and, and looking at these notes. And I came across this note and it said 2022 goals. And my daughters and I share an iCloud account. And so it's all synced together. And I didn't recognize the font on this note. And so I click on the note and I begin to realize that it's a note of 2022 goals that one of my daughters had written. And I'm reading through it. And as I'm reading through it, I just burst into tears right there in the drive through lane. Because the things that she had listed, those were similar, similar goals of mine. These are similar things that she saw me doing that she wanted to do. And I don't know if there's a better compliment than that. You know, they see us. They're watching us. They want to be like us. We have influence and we get to choose what influence we have on them. 
this was a pretty special moment for me. And I, I always go back to the Mother Teresa quote, and I have it hanging in my podcast room. It sits right behind me when I record. And I've said it on here a hundred times, but the quote goes, if you want to make a difference in the world, go home and love your family. Because we know that it starts inside your home. Because what we're teaching them, how we love them, how we see them, how we encourage them, all of this translates into how they see and love others. And I don't know about you, but knowing that I'm impacting the hearts and minds of my four girls means so much more than the number of followers I have on social media. I don't need to have a billion dollar company or reality TV show to be called an influencer. And you don't either. So who are you influencing? You know, are you making a positive influence or a negative influence? Are you planting good seeds that are going to take root and help someone else bloom and grow? Think about it. How are you influencing someone else? Don't sit here and say, don't tell yourself that you're not a person of influence because that's a lie. You are an influencer. Someone is watching you. Do they see light and love? Do they feel free to be themselves? Do they know they are trusted and supported? Fashion and beauty and travel. It is amazing. I get sucked into one of my favorite features on Instagram is like to know it. One of my, my friends that used to work with us used to, she got me onto this app and it's where you click on a photo and you see the item that they're wearing or what they're featuring and it adds it onto an app called like to know it. So it builds this kind of a library of all your favorite things in one place. So you can go in, you can see your favorite bloggers, you can shop their, their items and um, you have home, you have fashion, you have travel, you have everything, food, and it, it categorizes it all for you within this app. So if you'd like to know where they bought it, then you just click on it and then it takes you to the shop where you can buy it. So it makes it really easy for us to find that influence and to follow it. But we've got to ask ourselves every once in a while, what is influencing those actions? Who is influencing those actions? How am I influencing others? You are a person of influence. I'm a person of influence. And if we'd like to know the impact we're creating like this app, Look around you, look inside your home, look at the people you surround yourself with. Are they trying new things? Are they skiing down mountains and falling down? Are they taking risks? Are they playing it safe and wanting to take their boots off? Or are they encouraging those around them and building others up? Think about who has the most influence on you. Now think about that influence. Is that influence good or is it bad? Then I want you to think about the type of influence you have on other people. What do you want to leave others with? You don't have to have a million followers. You only need one. So think about your actions. Think about the example that you're setting, because I can promise you they are watching you and they want to be like you. So go out there and be a darn good influencer. And until next time, I'll talk to you soon.